Hello and welcome to the F1 Strategy Report. My name's Michael Amanato and this is a recap of the 2018 Brazilian Grand Prix for Apex Race Manager, the mobile race management simulator. Mercedes was on the cusp of claiming the Constructors' Championship, but was struggling with severe blistering that seemed likely to force its drivers into stopping twice. Inversely, Ferrari was in the ascendancy and fast enough to qualify with the more durable soft tyre as its race start compound, setting up what should have been a slam dunk one-stop victory. But the Italian team hadn't accounted for Red Bull Racing, which had its car in the sweet spot. Max Verstappen masterfully took the delicate super soft tyre to half distance to sweep into the lead with the fastest one-stop strategy. Until it all went wrong in an unnecessary scuffle with Esteban Ocon. Let's take up the action from Ferrari's qualifying masterstroke, gambling that rain would stay away in Q2 long enough to set a time on the yellow marked soft tyre with Fernando Campos from F1 podcast Fernando is Faster Than You. The sky was really dark and... uh... By the end of Q1, we started to get some raindrops and uh, we thought it was going to start to rain. It mixed uh, their strategy up. Ferrari almost messed them up, but they ended up uh, starting the race on yellows, which was a good advantage for them. Everyone thought it was going to pay off for them because they had the opportunity to start on the soft tyre. And after there was so much blistering on Friday, particularly for Mercedes, everyone assumed that starting on this tyre, which could run substantially longer than the super soft, allow you to easily one-stop this race would have been a huge advantage. Obviously, that didn't end up being the case. The soft tyre wasn't really much of an advantage at all, after all. And Mercedes stopped really early on Sunday because the tyres of Lewis Hamilton seeing the blisters all around and the advantage went right over to Red Bull, who managed their tyres quite well. They managed to go longer than they should. And, of course, Ferrari couldn't capitalise on a great strategy. We have to give that, we have to, give that to, to them to give this credit to them. This was a great strategy for once. However, it didn't capitalize as well as it should, and Verstappen should have won their race. They didn't maximize the strategy in the way anyone expected because they didn't run the soft tires that long. Sebastian Vettel had car problems, so it was sort of out of the race already. So if we say at the end of this Brazilian Grand Prix that Ferrari underperformed, they had some car troubles and didn't really get the most out of their tires. Mercedes also struggling with tire wear quite significantly. The only team that really did really quite well was Red Bull Racing. After Mercedes stopped so early, we thought the advantage would be Ferraris, and we were... We were expecting Red Bull to stop early as well. We thought, okay, Red Bull will go three or four more laps and then that will be it. But no, they ended up going 10 to 20 laps longer than Mercedes and uh, that almost killed the Mercedes race because we thought they were going to have to stop again and probably they thought that as well. But Hamilton managed to manage another, another miracle, let's say and manage those blisters to get the win and steal the win from 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 Verstappen. Absolutely, steal is the correct word because they took those super soft tyres that weren't meant to last any time really, weren't last maybe 15 to 20 laps, to laps 35 in Verstappen's case and for Ricardo had to do a fair bit of overtaking as well, starting from 11th with a penalty, up to lap 39, which allowed them to switch straight to the soft compound tyre rather than the mediums, which was of course faster. Should have won Max Verstappen the race. It was definitely the fastest strategy, there's no doubt about this this was the superior strategy of the Grand Prix Max Verstappen comfortably in the lead when he had that coming together with Esteban Ocon not the one in the (laughs) way bridge the one on the track Uh, Ocon was trying to unlap himself and he received not only a crash and a spin and fell down the order but a 10 second stop and go penalty 
for his failed efforts. What was your take on that crash? Because it's actually been much more polarizing than I think maybe some people expected. Some people really blamed Ocon at the beginning and then they felt a bit of sympathy for him. And now some people are even having a go at Max Verstappen, even though the stewards judged him to be completely in the right. I feel like both sides are guilty, but we have a bigger guilt going to one of the sides. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ocon has all the right to unlap himself. However, he has to do it safely. He has to find a way to show that he's going for the move because, of course, Max Verstappen is focused on he's focused ahead, and it's not his first trainer thought his first trainer thought to think, okay, I'm going to get unlapped now, so Ocon is going to dive on my inside. And I simply think that o Verstappen didn't see Ocon. He didn't think that Ocon would try to unlap himself over there. And uh, he followed his regular race line, and uh, he he didn't think that in 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 a hundred years mm -hmm. that a Forsina would dive inside in turn two, and he ended up crashing with him. That crash meant Lewis Hamilton was able to take back an unlikely lead and win the race, securing Mercedes a fifth consecutive constructors' title in the process. Fast forward to 2019, and the competitive picture is as murky now as it was then. Just as was the case last year, Ferrari is in the ascendancy. Or at least it was until the last race, when it appeared to lose its decisive engine advantage in qualifying and the race. Rival teams are keen to tie its sudden lack of power to an FIA technical directive issued in response to a Red Bull racing query explicitly banning some tricky business with the fuel flow meter. Ferrari vehemently denies it's been breaking the rules, setting up a stern Sao Paulo test. Engine controversy aside, Interlagos is a downforce-sensitive circuit, especially given its high-altitude setting, so Red Bull Racing is well-placed to try and claim back its lost win from 2018. And with Pirelli bringing the hardest compounds in its range this season, it should be a straightforward one-stop race for whoever can find their way to pole position. I'll be back next week to see how the race unfolds. Until then, you can subscribe to The Strategy Report wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter for our regular pre-race strategy guides. My name's Michael Amanato, and I'll catch you next week for a wrap-up of the Brazilian Grand Prix.